Hello, and welcome to Wellness Wednesday with 3W. Wellness Wednesday is sponsored by 3W Medical for Women, a nonprofit medical clinic offering free of charge or low-cost reproductive health services to women in the Seattle area, regardless of income or insurance status. 3W does not profit off of the reproductive health choices women make. The information shared in this podcast is the opinion of the speaker or speakers. Medical information is not intended as individual medical consultation, but for general education only. Always consult your own health professional for personalized advice regarding medical decisions. And if you're in the Seattle area, consider making an appointment to consult with us. I'm Helen Nguyen, CEO and co-founder of 3W Medical for Women and the host of today's podcast. I think it's been a while, Christy, that you and I have been on a podcast together, right? Yeah, it has been a while. I think summer was busy. Yeah. There's always that COVID out there that we're dealing with. So (laughs) it's a little bit of a distraction, but happy to be with you in the studio again. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. And today's topic, we're talking about a new birth control that's out there that's been heavily marketed, in my opinion, on a lot of different social media platforms. It's been coming up on Facebook a lot for me, on Instagram, and then on YouTube is where I've really ran across like a whole video about it. And it's called Fexi. Yes. Yeah. Fexy. Fexy. And just right before we started recording, I was like, why is it called Fexy? Christy said, because it's sexy. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's my best guess. That's my educational guess that it kind of sounds like sexy and maybe draws people. Yeah. Yeah. And it's spelled P-H-E-X-X-I. Fexy, which is really interesting. So Christy, please, please dive into it. Enlighten us. What is Fexy and how is it being used. Okay, so really interesting. I'm I'm not really super familiar with Fexi until you approached me on this topic. I'm mm-hmm. happy to research. I'm I'm very passionate about research and learning about new products. Yeah. And so I did what I learned about it is to actually may possibly be categorized with a spermicide. And so this Mm -hmm. is kind of an offshoot of birth controls. And apparently there's different categories that birth controls get allocated to. And then that kind of results in if they're covered by insurance. Uh. So there was a little bit of literature out there that says if it gets categorized with a spermicide, it may not be covered by insurance. So So interesting. It is interesting, all these little (laughs) things that you learn. But basically, Fexi is a topical gel that's inserted into the vagina. Mm -hmm. And it basically is a combination of lactic acid, citric acid, and potassium bitartrate. And I hope I'm saying that right. I might be not pronouncing that correctly, but basically a form of potassium. And those three ingredients together help acidify the vagina. Okay. And it's really interesting. And if you think about a woman's body and health, Mm -hmm. when we have estrogen, so this will change after menopause and after estrogen reduces, it can be a problem for that reason because the pH changes in the vagina. So when you're of childbearing age, you typically have an acidic vagina Hmm. to kind of promote a microbiome or a balance of all the bacteria in that area so that you don't get 
a bacterial vaginosis, Mm -hmm. a fungal vaginosis. It keeps us healthy. It -hmm. was meant to be that way. Mm -hmm. And so interestingly enough, as we go through our cycle and we enter the fertile stage, Mm -hmm. we have an increase in luteinizing hormone, which um, we're not really here to talk about that. So I'm not going to go off on that too much. But basically, that helps promote a more alkaline or basic environment. In other words, changing the pH from acidic, Mm -hmm. which is a lower number, to a higher number Mm -hmm. so that it prepares the environment that if we were to have intercourse and there was the presence of sperm, the acidic environment will not harm the sperm and there will be successful fertilization Mm. and, you know, maybe later a pregnancy. Right. So there's this natural process that happens in the human body and it's beautiful Beautiful. it's beautiful it's It's amazing (laughs) because the body knows when you're fertile yeah when to put that guard down yeah when to let something enter and and have this miraculous conception of a child so yeah i think it's beautiful so basically anytime you have birth control you're kind of manipulating mother nature And Mm -hmm. when you're inserting this into the vagina, it basically is promoting an acidic environment because by way of semen, which is another proponent in this situation, right? Uh You're trying to prevent a pregnancy. Semen is of a higher pH. Uh So when a woman has intercourse with a man, Mm -hmm. his semen within the vagina Mm -hmm. is going to create a more alkaline environment to protect the semen and possibly... Implantation. Um, lead to conception yeah. and then later yeah. implantation yeah. or fertilization implantation. So what it's doing, and, and it's really kind of a rigid birth control. They have quoted in many areas on demand. Yeah. What um, does that mean? So on demand means, and I, I'm just going to kind of draw up a picture. Maybe you have a female who's not in a relationship. She really doesn't want to manipulate her hormones in her body. Uh-huh. So she chooses not to use birth control. Maybe she doesn't like condoms. Mm -hmm. And so this is an alternative birth control for her to consider because if she develops a relationship and Mm -hmm. she wants to have an intimate relationship with her partner, then she can use this form of birth control by manipulating the pH of her vagina rather than using a condom. But... Uh. That's kind of what on demand means. So I guess so. That, it's not like an ongoing pill that you take, exactly. or an in, an insertion or of an implant, yeah, of, of an a implant. long acting. Mm-hmm. I see. Okay, so it's more like. Oh, I think for today that I'm moment. gonna. Yeah, yeah, for that. I moment. think today I'm gonna. Yeah, have intercourse with <laughs> okay. this person, or you know, okay. but but it's very rigid in that you have to have some forethought mm-hmm. when you insert it. It has to be done before sexual intercourse and you have to have intercourse within an hour from the time you insert it. Yeah. So that doesn't always work. So you really have to think about this. Yeah. And honestly, you have to have a really good provider that really will thoroughly educate the patient about the potential risks, the benefits. We can go over side effects later. But basically there's a lot of steps you have to consider and it's really only effective 
for a very short period of time. Yeah, I saw the the notes that you sent me. There's so many guidelines when it comes to using this. Mm-hmm. How are you supposed to remember all of that? Yeah. When you decide, am I going to be intimate with this? You have like kind of a one hour window, right? Right. And it removes spontaneity from the from the situation. It doesn't a sound bit. very romantic to me. <laughs> no, I was thinking the same. It's yeah. kind of like hurry, yeah, hurry, hurry, hurry. And yeah, I because um, you wrote down if you do not have sex within one hour, you must insert a new applicator. Yeah, you need to use a new applicator. So that also wow. goes on if you let's say you're going to have intercourse more than one time, you have to use it again. So it's only good for one time, one time, mm-hmm. 60 minutes, <laughs> and then you have to repeat it. So, so what if someone goes, okay, what if I put two? <laughs> Would that, does it last up to two hours then? Or no, that's not how it works. She might be on fire. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was, I'm just thinking, okay, well, if I, if it only lasts for one hour for one application, should I use two? Should I use three? And then it would extend that. I don't think that's how it works, right? Yeah, but I think it's really good that you bring up that point because let me tell you, I bet you that would so, happen. Yeah, that would go would through somebody's that. mind, right? right? Yeah. Because in the middle of romance, you don't want to be following your clock <laughs> and then saying, oh, wait, hang on. I got to run to the bathroom yeah. or, you know, I mean, yeah. Anyways, so no, there's lots yeah. of things to consider. <laughs> so, and then also, you know, when you think about the inconveniences or maybe it kind of imposes on the romance of a situation, mm-hmm. the efficacy, according to the random control trials, it's 86.3% effective with 13.7% of their studies candidates having a pregnancy over Mm. seven cycles. So they did the study over seven cycles. And I think we've included different links to different sites that Mm -hmm. I use to research this. And and so I just went to the clinicaltrial.gov site, which is really interesting. Some of the adverse effects are, if you think about anything that you apply topically, like even if you were to apply a treatment for yeast infection, it might get rid of the yeast, but it might also cause some topical or localized burning. Mm-hmm. So the the primary side effect is vulvovaginal burning, pain, discomfort, itching, discharge, burning with urination, a urinary tract infection, bacterial vaginosis, maybe a fungal infection. And I thought this was interesting nasopharyngitis. Now how the nasopharyngeal area, <laughs> I, I don't understand that, yeah, but apparently yeah. somehow. These, these don't sound fun. It doesn't sound fun. For an hour of, yeah. of possible pleasure, but yeah. Okay. And, and it also says that Fexi does not protect against HIV infections and other STIs, correct? Yeah. I think one of the most important things to know is that with any form of birth control, mm-hmm. it it does not protect you from STIs. Right. Your best chance of protecting yourself, which isn't even 100% mm-hmm. without failure, is a barrier method, which would be a condom. There's the male condom and there's also mm-hmm. a female condom. Mm-hmm. And to be quite honest at this moment, I don't mm-hmm. know the stats on which is more effective, mm-hmm. but then we also have different types of STIs that can be outside of the vaginal canal Mm -hmm. and maybe not on the penis. Mm -hmm. And so 
a condom or a female condom won't cover that either. So you have to be really careful. And I think in most of my days taking care of patients, if I'm not talking about prevention, preventative health care, most of the time I'm talking in women's health care, just how to take care of the vaginal microbiome in nature. Mm-hmm. So this kind of goes against everything I say, because I really <laughs> work with women to try and do as little as possible so mm-hmm. that they can just, you know, our bodies are amazing, Helen, yeah. and nature will take care of itself if right. we take care of it. Right. And although it might seem on paper mild, mm-hmm mild they they kind of say low to mild reports of side effects i don't know is it worth it yeah i think that's the question i don't know listing off some of your you know when you were listing off some of the possible side effects burning pain discomfort i don't i don't know if i ever want my vagina to feel those things yeah <laughs> you know and like again i just go back to how kind of complicated it is to use this you know to use fexy effectively I just can't imagine thinking through all of these steps before I become intimate with someone. That's it's it's complicated, and and it's just interesting the way they advertise it from the videos I've watched, the commercials I've seen. They make it seem so easy. So mm-hmm. I'm so glad that you're kind of walking us through um, these guidelines and these pros and cons on if we, you know, if, if our patients engage in using this, this new form of birth control. Another question I wanted to ask was, can it be combined with other birth control? Yes, it can. In fact, okay. they've even talked about combining it with hormonal contraception, okay. which if you look at the effectiveness of hormonal contraception, it mm-hmm. really depends on how well that individual patient is taking Mm -hmm. it at this Mm -hmm. almost the same time every single day, Mm -hmm. not missing a dose. Mm -hmm. And if she's doing that, then I don't really see any reason to use it as an additional method. They do talk about being able to use it in addition to or with condoms, Mm -hmm. diaphragms, um, but they do specifically say do not use it with contraceptive vaginal rings. Mm. And so that's what I've seen. Of course, if somebody does develop prolonged genital irritation, they should seek out an appointment with their healthcare provider to have that evaluated or if they have urinary tract symptoms. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that I thought was interesting is they really didn't you know, within the study that I found, I didn't see anything about studying it during pregnancy or with nursing. Mm-hmm. And what I thought was interesting is I actually came across an advertisement for it where they encouraged it with breastfeeding. And then I went back to what I looked at with the study, and it actually right. says in the study, no data available on the presence of these three combined acidic ingredients on their metabolites in human milk or the effects on breastfeeding or milk production. Mm -hmm. So I would just say there's too many other options out there that, as you said, might be more simple. And the same goes with pregnancy. They haven't really done any studies. So I would hate to have women receive inaccurate information and, again, to always discuss it thoroughly with their provider or with their OBGYN. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for bringing that up because I was just going to ask, like, can... Can women who are pregnant use Fexi? If you're breastfeeding, can it be used? But there doesn't seem to be much of a consistent study or yeah. conclusion about it. Mm-mm. And even when you think about like 
when you use a product, for example, when I'm educating women on different birth control options, one of the the benefits, I guess, mm-hmm. I would say with an IUD is if you're going to use hormonal contraception, you can take a pill and that has to go through your whole system mm-hmm. and be metabolized and, and it exposes other organs of your body. Mm-hmm. But when you use, for example, an IUD, you're placing that hormone locally. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to systemically absorb that hormone. And with this, you're just placing this. It's like a gel. It's like a gel that okay. you're placing in the vagina. But they all, they also didn't have anything to report on long-term studies for systemic absorption. Yeah. And I, you know, I would say if, if somebody's using it once a week or very rarely, the likelihood is probably low. Mm-hmm. But again, it takes out the spontaneity, maybe a little bit of the romance. You have a really limited period of time to use it. Mm-hmm. So for anybody, and this is what I tell everybody, I'm not here to make a decision for people. I'm here to help people think things through, mm-hmm. kind of navigate them through research and evidence and facts mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and what works best for them. Mm-hmm. So how do you clean yourself after using it? Like, was there anything in your research that that said anything? Actually, that is so funny that you ask because there was an area that I remember reading about the viscosity and it adhering to the vaginal walls for up to eight to 10 hours. (laughs) So it... So, uh, you, you know, without actually, it's too bad we don't have one here to actually yeah, I wanna, see I how really sticky see it. it is, right? <laughs> yeah. Because I know that, well, you tell me if it's if it's true or not, but they always encourage you to like pee after having sex. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. does it like come out while you pee or? That's a really good question. You know, when you wipe or I wonder if it, yeah, how sticky is this yeah. stuff? <laughs> so I, yeah, like I said, I did actually read in one of the documents that it's viscous and it adheres to the mucosa for approximately eight to 10 hours. That made me kind of go, wow, I'm surprised then that it's only good for one hour. Right. But I think maybe the immediate effect of the acidity might really start to decrease Mm -hmm. after or Mm -hmm. something like that. Basically in the reading, actually the mechanism of action is to try and maintain pre-intercourse pH. Because as I told you, when the sperm goes into the vaginal environment, the sperm is alkaline. Mm -hmm. So it makes the vagina more alkaline or basic. Mm -hmm. And so the thought behind it is to pre-treat the vagina so that it's very acidic and that acidity stays at that level Mm -hmm. during the act of intercourse Mm -hmm. so that sperm don't survive yeah it kind of create would it would it be fair to say it kind of creates a hostile a hostile environment environment? exactly okay exactly and so i imagine after intercourse urination just over time it will just probably the body again is amazing and it Mm -hmm. will just rid itself of the material and will gradually, with gravity, work its way out. Yeah, yeah. Well, you heard it, folks. This is uh, this is Fexy. This is the new birth control that's being really pushed out there. I felt like on social media as the new cool thing to use as a form of birth control. It's easy, as you can tell. It's kind of not. And 
If you have any more questions about it, if you're curious about Fexi, do your own research, but also feel free to come in and talk to Christy as she you know, digs into, she's such a great researcher. So if you have any questions about it, please come in, give us a call, come in yourself and and talk to Christy about Fexi. It's just really, just really interesting as you dive deeper into the effectiveness and the side effects and how to use it, because that is not what I got from the commercial at all. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, So I was curious myself. So thank you so much, Christy. Is there anything else you wanted to leave our listeners with knowing more about Fexi as you, as you explored? In your research? Um, I don't think there is. I did. I And I bet there is somebody out there wondering, I wonder if it affects men. So I did want to just maybe oh, yeah. finish up with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the study, there was a few reports of unknown side effects that spontaneously resolved. <laughs> Similar to over-the-counter lubricants apparently have caused some irritation to men. And I did see also in the research that For example, if a woman were to use it more than once a day, the irritation or localized burning can increase with increased frequency Mm -hmm. within one day or a 24-hour period. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, you heard it, folks. Thank you so much for joining us, for educating yourself about Fexi, and give us a call if you have any more questions. Thanks for having me, Helen. Thank you, Christy. For more information about 3W, please visit our website at 3wmedical.org. That's the number three, the letter W, medical.org. From there, you can learn more information about the services we provide. Book an appointment or make a donation if you'd like to support our mission. You can also call our office at 206-588-0311. That's 206-588-0311. If you like this episode, please share it with others and consider subscribing on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, stay healthy and be well.